Welcome to Mighty Women, Season 1. Listen in to hear the stories of influential women and get leadership advice you can use in your own career. I'm your host, Riley Herman. Find us on MightyWomenPodcast.com. Jody Ferlizzi is the director of the Human Computer Interaction Institute at Carnegie Mellon University. Her position actually comes with a directorship title. So she's the Geschke director of the Human Computer Interaction Institute at Carnegie Mellon. Ironically, the man this position is named after is one of the founders of Adobe, who created the software we use to produce this podcast. If you're not familiar with CMU, it's a research university in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, that is world-renowned for many of its programs, but particularly engineering and computer science. Dr. Ferlizzi conducts many research projects on a wide variety of topics, from understanding the limits of human attention to understanding how products and services evoke social behavior. She also teaches and advises students, of course, as well as working outside the classroom as an interaction designer focusing on assistive robots for older adults and interfaces to control them. Here's Dr. Ferlizzi talking a little bit about how she ended up at CMU. I got my master's degree and my PhD at Carnegie Mellon. Um, I got my master's degree in interaction design. Um, I came here to study interaction design because I was trained as a communication designer and technology was really changing the way that we work. So I decided that I should go back to school and study more, and I ended up at CMU. And I was one of the first um, groups of students to work on that degree, and it was a very new field, and it was very fun. After, um, after receiving my master's degree, I went and did consulting in Chicago for new product design. We worked in a really small firm called eLab, and we worked with anthropologists, and we did research on everything from automotive stuff to energy deregulation to ladies' shaving products to food packaging. So our methods were to go out um, anthropologist style and study people in their native settings, and it was really fun. But after being there for two years, um, faculty from design and HCI asked me, did I want to come back and join the faculty? So I was the first designer hired here in the School of Computer Science. So that's how I got to be here. Dr. Ferlizzi didn't start as a faculty member with a doctorate degree. Yeah, I should say that um, I was hired here with a master's degree. At that time in design, it was common to have a master's degree as a terminal degree. And after I had been here for some time, my mentor, Sarah Kiesler, who's amazing, um, suggested that I take some time off and do a PhD. And at first I thought, why? I already have the job I want. But then I did take a year um, off. And over the course of about three years, I did a self-defined PhD in design and HCI. And um, I'm really glad that I did that because it allowed me to experience the rigor that we put our students through firsthand. And it was a great experience to be able to stop work for a year and just really immerse in your own research. I'll probably never have that opportunity again, so it was good. As the first designer hired into the School of Computer Science, Dr. Ferlizzi was successful in merging the two fields. Over the course of my time at Carnegie Mellon, we really made a case for design and design research in HCI, and we were able to show that design research is different than scientific research, but equally as important. 
So now, you know, fast forward all this time, and I can sit here and proudly say that design is a big part of HCI. We have a great design curriculum, um, and we have great designers helping me out. What inspired you to pursue design and computer science? You know, I really am not a computer scientist at all. I, I really do design of interactive devices. So when they came to hire me, they were looking for someone to be a designer with an HCI. The fact that I sat in the School of Computer Science was secondary. And in fact, I had a joint appointment with the College of Fine Arts for many years. Um, I reduced that to one about five years ago with the goal of reducing my commitment to faculty meetings and committees and other volunteer work. But then also I got to sit on some higher level committees in SCS, which I believe led me to this job. When you say interactive devices other than computers, what, what do you mean exactly? Phones, automobiles. I mean, if you think about it now, HCI is really changing because of the volumes of data that are being collected and used with artificial intelligence and machine learning. So now we have spam folders moving our email around, and we have news services like Medium curating content based on our likes and tags and and predictions. And we have conversational agents like Amazon Alexa, and we have autonomous cars like Uber. And all of those need HCI because there is an interface between man and machine, and we have to understand how it's designed. And another thing that design does is it it shows what the future might be like even before these things exist. So we always say that we're giving a sip of the future with what we design. What's your favorite project that you've worked on? Oh, well, when I first got here, um, I worked on robots to assist the elderly and disabled, and that was quite, quite rewarding. So I should tell you that I went to art school in Philadelphia for my undergrad, and a trolley line ran by my house, and... Um, a lady used to wait for the trolley there and she had osteoporosis and she was like literally bent at a 90 degree angle. She could not see. So she would, when she heard the trolley clanging, she would yell, help me, help me. So I used to go out and stand on the street and help her get on the trolley. So over time we got to know each other and, um, I got to see firsthand her struggles. I mean, she was a very happy person, but Clearly, she had mobility issues, and she had meals prepared for her. Um, And this got me really interested in how we could help the elder population and their caregivers. So as you know, this population is growing. And when I got to CMU, a group of technologists had built a robot they called NurseBot. Um, And they were looking for applications for this technology. So we did a big ethnographic study of older adults and their caregivers, and how their product use changed as they declined socially, um, cognitively, and physically. And then from that, we got this giant grant to do research on all kinds of human-robot interactions. So that was really my first project and probably my favorite. Before I moved into the position that I'm in now, I was a residential aide at a school for blind children. We had many engineering students from CMU that would come to meet our students and design prototypes of robotic devices that could improve their ability to participate in activities. So I've seen firsthand the impact of this work. What challenges have you faced throughout your career? Well, um, you know, I've always been a square peg in a round hole because I'm a designer surrounded by technologists. 
And there aren't a lot of women in our field. So those were two challenges to overcome. Not that we were treated unfairly, but just that sometimes you have to work really hard to communicate what you're doing. You have to be very clear in describing, you know, what the circumstances are and and the issues and your goals. And um, especially now I'm kind of in this place where I really have to be clear about what the mission and vision of our institute is and what we need to get it done. So I guess it's pushed me to be a little bit more, I don't want to say aggressive, but willing to go out on a limb and ask for stuff. So I think I've had to take a lot of chances. What do you think is the reason that there are not as many women in this field? And how can it become more friendly to women? I think traditionally women coming up in the tech industry in the 70s and 80s were very few. And that starting to improve. So for example, the undergraduate class of computer science at Carnegie Mellon next year will be half women. Yay! Uh, Human-computer interaction, because it's concerned with people using technology, often draws a lot of um, female faculty. And within our School of Computer Science, we have a number of diversity um, resources available, thanks to Carol Fries, Jeff Kaufman, and others. When I asked Dr. Frilizzi what practices have helped her grow as a leader, I got an answer I was definitely not expecting. Martial arts. So I've been doing martial arts since I was in my 20s. I got mugged when I was in Philadelphia, and I ended up going to a self-defense class with the person who became my first karate instructor. Um, And I know it sounds really funny, but a lot of what I learned about leadership, I've learned from those practices, and I... I still practice martial arts, and I, I still uh, look to, to that as an inspiration. When I was um, an art student, you know, I was in this group practicing karate with people who were de- becoming doctors and lawyers, and, you know, it really opened up my eyes to different, different kinds of careers, different kinds of people, different kinds of communication, um, and really how to get everybody to get along. So that's one of my, one of my things. I think um, I try to read a lot. I try to understand what's, what's going on in the world. And I try to be empathic and understand that not everybody um, understands things as you do, that we all have biases and that you really need to listen hard and work hard to try to take the other person's perspective into your point of view. What does a typical day look like for you? My typical day is packed with meetings. <laughs> so um, I try to get up in the morning and do about 30 minutes of yoga to get myself ready for the day. And then I will come here. I have meetings. I teach. Um, we have lectures. We have people visiting. There's always an interesting stream of people coming to my office, which is really fun. Um, after work, I try to practice my martial arts um, and then rest up for the next day. So <laughs> it's, really busy. it's very busy. Yeah. What advice do you have for young women interested in going into this field? Oh, let's see advice. Well, first of all, I think always believe that you can do it because that's half the half half the solution right there. I had a coach who would say, Success is 1% perspiration and 99% inspiration. And I really do think if you see things in your mind, you can get there. 
um, and to not be afraid and to realize that everybody's the same as you and it's really fine to go and ask somebody for something. You'll be surprised. You, you get what you ask for a lot if you ask for it in a constructive and pleasant fashion. What do you think is your greatest achievement so far? My greatest achievements have been my students. So not only my students who have received masters and PhDs and changed their lives and gone on to great careers, but also my martial arts students who I put black belts on. I think those are some of my greatest achievements. So you teach martial arts? I do, yeah. There was the oddest looking pillow in the corner of her office that I had my eye on throughout the interview. I was excited because I'm a big science nerd and I thought it was a vertebrae. Turns out it was a hug. Oh, that's um, from the Project on Elders. It's, uh, it was one of our concepts. So we developed 50 ideas for how technology could help older adults and their caregivers. Um, and they grouped into five areas. And one was social and emotional communication. And that was that's called the hug and it's kind of like an augmented pillow that if I was your grandmother and you were my granddaughter and we lived in different states we could sort of talk through hold this pillow and and like touch it and share emotional connections so that was one of the prototypes it looks like a vertebrae yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really cool it is nice a costume designer made it and oh, those yeah. red and blue ones are some prototypes of other forms that didn't make the cut Special thanks to Carol Fries for introducing me to Dr. Forlizzi. Dr. Fries is a doctorate of cultural studies in computer science, and she works tirelessly towards making the computer science field more inclusive of women. If you are interested in sharing about computer science with a young lady in your life, check out the children's book Grace Hopper, Queen of Computer Code. Mighty Women is recorded and produced in Pittsburgh. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mightywomenpodcast. And check back weekly for new episodes on iTunes and SoundCloud.